Hey there, I'm Becky, and welcome to Literary Escapes with me, Becky. Today's episode is an interview with one of the featured authors at the Coastal Magic Convention that will be in Daytona Beach, Florida in February 2022. If you enjoy hearing the behind-the-scenes story about your favorite books, you might want to join the Literary Escape Society. There'll be a link in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. I hope you enjoy the show. I was looking through and it sounded like you knew from an early age that you were going to be an author. I did. Yeah. And I was steered the other direction. Um, My parents were very pragmatic and they're immigrants. So they were like, you know, (laughs) my dad was like very straightforward. Um, He's like, you know, you have to eat. And, you know, it really crushed me at that moment because here I am, I'm like toting all like 13 library books from San Francisco Public Library, you know, and I'm like, I'm going to do this. So I was crushed. But over the course of time, I really have grown to appreciate what he said, because it's it hasn't that it hasn't stopped me from reading and writing, but it has kept um, me pretty practical in terms of what I need to accomplish during the day. So um, I became a registered nurse and then did that for quite a bit and didn't make the jump into full-time writing until we were prepared. Right. And I, it was a great idea to do. (laughs) It was a great thing. It is good to be practical. I mean, it's, it's nice to have a passion project, but at the same time, there's still bills and 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 all of that. And I'm finding myself like saying the exact same things um, to my to your own kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love that? <laughs> I, know. I always thought I wouldn't, but there's also this fear of letting go, letting them go. And I'm like, are they going to feed themselves? <laughs> I know. I I, that same question. Do you? I don't know if you have kids. Um, mine are. Uh, we're about to be empty nesters, oh and so my second, our second one is getting ready to go to college this year, and our older one, she is going to be a senior in college this year. And oh, congratulations! Oh the my steps God. of letting go is so real. It is so tough. Um, it is so tough in that whole. Um, because I have two olders and two youngers. So the older two, the second of the older two is going to college. So they're both going to be off in um, a junior in college and a freshman in college. And I have my high schooler and elementary schooler. So there was a little bit of a gap there. It's interesting because the younger ones will say, mom, you have to make him because it's summer and he, they're, they're home and they don't want to get up in the morning. Right. And they're like, mom, you make us get up and have breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, you need but... to make them get up and have breakfast. And I said, well, actually, they're actually much older, you know, and, yeah. and it's like, I can only tell them, right. And I have to tell them that it's important for you to have good sleep, but I have to respect that they're night owls, just like I'm an early bird. So it's just this weird, like dichotomy where I'm still getting yeah. called out. <laughs> well, I told my kids very early on, I'm not going to treat you the same. I'll yeah. treat you fairly, but you're not the same people. Yeah. So I'm not going to do the same things necessarily. That's and right. <laughs> it's, it's hard to stick with that though sometimes because you do want to be equal, but that's not always what's needed. So yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I'm learning much way, way, way more now than I ever thought I would learn being a mom to older kiddos. I'm like, and having the younger just, ones, that's got to be quite and having the experience. Younger, yeah. Yeah. And the accountability of the younger ones, because I'm fairly, I was very, you know, strict. And then, oh, it's not for it's the thing. <laughs> it's not, is it? <laughs> so so I, I mentioned that I was writing a YA for um, 
that's coming out in October. So it was really interesting now that I have this point of view and really seeing that transition from parenting these babies and then now mm. having young adults and older, I guess what's in the market yeah. called new adult into adult, right? And really seeing that gamut and um, it put a different perspective. And that's maybe perhaps that's why I couldn't get an agent like in those early years when I was writing YA. YA was the first category that I was writing in, age okay. group I was writing in when I queried years and years ago and I did not get an agent. And it makes me wonder, was it because I just could not nail the voice, right? You didn't have enough because perspective I, or something. I didn't yeah. have that perspective that I needed. Other there are a lot of young YA authors out there and they have their perspective, but perhaps for me, I didn't have that perspective. Maybe right. I was talking, maybe I wasn't giving them the credit that they deserved yeah. in these books, you know? Um, so now that I have young adults, I'm just like, wow, I really, I had, I had so much to learn myself. <laughs> so Did they give any it. input on your novel? I talked to them about it, okay. but I wanted to surprise them oh, at fun. the very okay. end. Yeah, but I, I talked about a lot of things and what their point of view is on certain mm -hmm. topics and how they insisted that they are really of their own mind, <laughs> right? And, and they are, holy crap. Yeah, and maybe when the kids were young, much younger and I was writing YA, I wasn't allowing that to come through for them, you know, yeah. to be this yeah. independent, these independent people. Um, so it was, it's, I learned a lot. That's yeah, really I'm interesting. Yeah. So you're, you are a registered nurse and yes, um, you went into the military with that. Is that correct? Yeah. I, well, I, I enlisted in the army when I was 17. So that was before I even went to college and my recruiter at the time told me about the ROTC scholarship and said, Hey, do you want to become an uh, an officer. And I was like, well, it doesn't really matter. I kind of already knew that I wanted to be in the hospital. And when I signed up for the army, I signed up under a hospital job, a combat okay. medic or nurse assistant or practical nurse in okay. the army. So I was already kind of in that lane. In that, yeah. And then um, he came back and he said, here's the application, just fill it out, write an essay okay. and <laughs> help guide me through this ROTC oh, nice. application. And I got a four-year scholarship. Wow went to the university for university as a registered nurse uh, for a bachelor's of nursing and got my commission at the very end and worked as um, an army nurse for about four years and then went on to continue working part-time as a civilian nurse okay until until I had about 16 years before wow. I became an okay. author so yeah I we had kids early and so um, civilian nursing allowed me to jump back in when it was time and then pull out when I was having, and you can do it kids. anywhere. I mean, that's the beauty of nursing. That was the thing. It's, it's yeah. a, and a good job anywhere. It's very portable. <laughs> yeah. And my husband was still in the army, so we were moving around a lot. Um, so it was, nice. it was a wonderful profession to be in and yeah. really met a lot of wonderful people, both as patients as, and as, um, nurses and my coworkers, and learned a lot about life being in the army. So um, I always say, like, hopefully, I have more. I had more to bring to the table, you know, versus me wanting to write right at age eight. Right, <laughs> right. Know? Yeah, yeah. That's a, what was your first book? Their first published. My first, <laughs> North to You, 
Okay, it's and that's with, part uh, of the pocket journey of the heart series, journey, right? Okay, journey to the heart. Yeah. The heart. Okay. So, yeah, and that was published in 2017, and then that year, all three books came out at once. Uh, not at once, but like two months back back. of each yeah. other. Okay. Back to back. So that was like a fast and furious. Yeah. Cause um, you have to have them all done. Yeah. I was writing quite a bit, but I was so excited because finally, right. I was like, there's my contract. And then after that, I kind of pivoted and did the key to happily ever after in 2019. So there was a big gap and that's contemporary fiction. Okay. And then I did a one, one book a year contemporary fiction. So the key to happily ever after then once upon a sunset and then in a book club far away. Okay. But as I was writing in a book club far away, like all these opportunities came up and then I got a three book deal with Montlake for romance. And then of wow. course the YA and it just kind of all came together wow. so that three were published are going to be published this year. And then so are next- they, are the, for that three book deal, are they doing the rapid release again or is it? No, okay. no, it's going to be between, I think it's going to be between six and eight months, just okay. depending on where it's going to land. So next year is 2022 and I'll have two of the book two and book three of the heart resort series okay and then I have a new deal that I haven't announced yet it's coming out in 2023 so um I can't wait to make that announcement because it's going to be super fun that is so exciting well congratulations that's thank you so much stuff yeah so I'm I'm pleased I I can imagine yeah it's um gonna make for a really busy life but that's (laughs) <laughs> not a bad thing. I mean, that's, you're going to have books, that's I assume in thing. all different areas, you know, working on different parts of the, yeah. you know, from first draft to editing to what, you know, yeah. Whatever so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, but I like, I like to be busy too. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that I'm just going to go with whatever stories that are in me and then, yeah. and cross my fingers, you know, my agent is super supportive and then cross my fingers that the editors are supportive awesome. and the publisher can do it you know it's all these like little nuances all these pieces on yep yeah, <laughs> come together but you know I'm I'm what I'm trying to do is hopefully just kind of honor what stories want to come out and yeah and go go that way so how do you become inspired for your stories you know I've I've I have a running list that things will pop out you know, funny situations will pop out or I'll see a scene. I'll see two people holding hands or somebody will say one line and something will just trigger in my brain. And then I have an app called the Trello app. And I just write down that one specific scene. And whenever I'm ready to pitch a new story, a different story might come out of that line that I wrote down, but um, I have it all there. So it's like hundreds of just random. And then figure out which is what is you know firing in my brain and then develop a a, a proposal from there nice yeah okay yeah really, I don't know there's cool. no, there's like no rhyme or reason well it's and, it's interesting because it's so different for all the different people I've spoken to um some people are you know their stories start with a geography mm-hmm. you know I want to write cool. a story here And then they start thinking, you know, oh, well, this would be neat, you know, set in a winery or, you know, whatever. And so it's, it's so interesting or somebody will know a person and they want to, you know, or a a scenario where they'll have just like this whole story come to them because of the scenario they've seen or something like that. Yeah. And I was telling somebody once, you know, I queried three, you know, two books and wrote other books that never made it to the querying line. 
but I noticed that even though that that um, one line that will kind of trigger that story, the heart of the book of an old book will make its way. So like these, like my most recent stories, though the hearts of those books were actually from like trunked novels. So I I feel like the stuff never really goes away. It's just this, the context around it changes. And to me Mm -hmm. anyway, that's disposable to me. Um, It's always like, what is the The message? The soul of the book is there. Um, Yeah. What is the soul of the book is there? And so um, I always, uh, you know, I've been great. I've been grateful for for editors that kind of know that soul of the book. Like, what am I trying to say? Like, they keep that intact, and they ask me to change other things that make it make sense. And I'm like, right. thank you so much. Because, really solidify uh, the the message. Yeah, the message, and it could be something simple, right? But the fact is that that stuff doesn't change, or that it's made that travel from like years and years ago, <laughs> um, made it over the years, yeah. and it's just a totally different you know, environment, um, mm-hmm. than it was before. So how big are geography in your stories? Um, you know, I kind of, I, I love to write setting. So, um, but at the same time, I feel like that is, that could be a character that, that I could let go okay. if the story, if it makes sense in the story, like, yeah. um, with once upon a sunset, some of that was set in the Philippines and I didn't really plan it that way all the way. Um, it just in the outline of the book, I was like, oh, wow, we're ending up there. <laughs> I guess we are. <laughs> Who knew? That's and interesting. With, okay. uh, yeah. And then with one with um, it takes heart and the heart resort series, it takes place in the Outer Banks. Oh, cool. I just I needed that isolated location to have this couple's resort. And the Outer Banks came much later. All I knew was that this family is last name Puso is named Hart because I wanted to like associate their last name with with what what their message is is which is leading by the heart right, and I was like where where could they have a heart shaped anything heart shaped island, and we were in the middle of COVID, right okay. and I was like well we can't go international obviously um, and I said oh my gosh my our favorite vacation place you know Outer Banks. Yeah. So it actually came last, but I had developed everything yeah. about the characters first. So, um, and then I just tried to dig, dig in deep um, nice. as to where that is. Luckily, I was able to, we, we have an RV and That's we awesome. were able to socially distance a vacation to the Outer nice. Banks. Nice. And I was like, wow, this is really serendipitous that I... But we love South of 12 and that's the whole point. This, this entire series happens just South of Nags Head. So oh, cool. everything okay. is, everything is South. Cause I'm like, no, this, we're not, we're is not there... talking about duck or Corolla or all this. I'm like, no, no, because that's no, where no. we vacation is South of 12. Yeah. Um, and we love that. We have that sticker. We have this South 12 sticker. Oh, awesome. Okay. On our so um, how many books are in that, um, that series? Three. Okay. Um, awesome. I hope four because there's four siblings, but okay. we'll see Hopefully, from my yeah. mouth, my mouth to my editor's ears. Exactly. And, um, but um, there's four siblings um, in this series. So I'm hoping that there's a fourth book. That would be nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. It would be nice. I, I'm like a, <laughs> I have this thing about four. I think it's because I have four kids. So. Oh, that's fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, we are in my book club. We're going to Hatteras or to the Outer Banks in October in the book club. Really? So, yeah. So How I'll have to um, take a look at your books and see if I can do one of them. 
Yeah, that would be great. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, you know, I love that. I love that place. And I remember like the first time we vacationed in in Outer Banks and I was like, I want, I want a book here at some point. I don't know when. (laughs) It doesn't Um, matter, does it? (laughs) It doesn't matter. I was like, I don't know when. And it just, and, but I had forgotten about it because that was before, way before I was published way before I got an agent, but I remember just walking on Ro- on Rodanth and it's yeah. very local. Like the people yeah. there are very local, right? This is very few, um, not as many, I guess, um, tourists a, walking yeah. around. It's, it's a, I love the town. Yeah, it's and it's we, interesting because there's different places as you go down that are much more touristy than others. And that's right. Yeah. And I remember walking around going, I feel like I'm just home. You know, I don't feel like I'm a tourist. Yeah. Whereas when I go to other places, right, you f- feel like, okay, I'm really a tourist right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel that way. Being a Florida girl, uh, we have a whole like state of tourists. <laughs> I, <bet. laughs> I bet. You're like, no, I live here. Yeah. <laughs> My state. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so you grew up reading, love reading. Um, what's in your favorite book, or is that even a fair question? Oh, that's so not fair because, gosh, you know, because I, I think it's an answer, it's a question that's asked all the time. And so I think over the course of time, you kind of changes, tapered right? that list. Yeah. But, you know, V.C. Andrews hmm. Flowers in the Attic was like the book that was like, whoa, what is that? You know? Um, and then you've got Little Women, which really like captured my heart. Yeah. And you've got the entire Nancy Drew series. Of that. The case of the missing clock, starting with the case of the yeah. missing clock and, and having Loved that. that. And then as you get older, of course, you've got you've got the the road. Um, and then you've got the handmaid's tale. And Margaret Atwood in general yeah. is just fantastic. Um, and then you've got um Isabel Allende, The House of the Spirits. Nice. Right. And then you've got, and then I came into romance much later, but you've got Colleen Hoover and her entire backlist that I read, Jennifer Armentrout, all of her backlist. Um, and then you've got YA and you've got Jenny Han. It's like, it's, there's, there's just so much so Sarah much Dezen. <laughs> yeah. It's Dude. so hard. I think that if there's one though, that really rises above all of it, I would say it's little women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's because I identify with over the course of time have identified with every oh, sister. Isn't that funny. Okay. Yeah. Depending on where I am in my life. Yep. Um, That's and fun. so I think because I read it, even as I continue to read it, I, I can attribute something to each sister. So I feel like I'm still invested in the story. Yeah. And yeah. of course at this age, right. Then who are we, who are we associating with like Marmy, Right. That's fun. And uh, so I'm looking at the story in a completely different way now, you know, in my mid 40s. It's it's fun when um, that happens. Yeah. Because that's, I've had like the same thing with Harry Potter. You look, you know, I read that as a young adult. And then when my kids were growing up, you know, read it to them. And then we, you know, it's been part of our family for years now. And each time I read it, there's somebody different that I'm like, mm, I'm this person apparently this time. It. <laughs> so it's kind of funny to yeah. have that experience with books and yeah. Yeah, it's and I love being able to share it. So 
with um, with Jenny Han series, I was able to share that with my older daughter, who's 15, and then my younger daughter, who's 11, who nice. just happens to be a way advanced reader. You know what I mean? Because they all kind of read at different right. times. And so there was only like two or three years in between them reading those series. The but same books, yeah. I tweeted Jenny Han. Of course, she didn't, you know, of course she didn't get it. I mean, it's probably, so some, someone else is getting these. Someone, yeah, manages yeah. her. Yeah, I know. But I was like, thank you so much for, for these yeah. well-loved books that has now, not only have I loved it, but now my oldest daughter. And then when I reread it, you're just like, wow, I just, I'm taking something completely different. Yeah. So, so I totally our- get what you mean. Yeah. So are all four of your kids good readers? Um, I would re- say reading. I would say that with my boys, they kind of stopped the joy of their reading mm-hmm. when they got to high school. I think school that kind of sucks it out of them, which really is a drag. And I'm yeah. hoping that they just come right back to it because you know because they loved it so much when they were kids. Yeah, my son. I mean, these same kind of like, thing happened with yeah. my son. Yeah, and it's funny because he has been reading a lot this summer and the things he's reading <laughs> the art of war and some big oh, philosophy book I'm right. like but he's reading so whatever yeah, yeah, that's what... okay so just as a side note like my husband is a big reader mm-hmm. and um he write he reads mostly nonfiction. i read nonfiction, but mostly memoir yeah um but he reads like history nonfiction. okay and we moved into this new place. And of course, it's like, once again, tetrising all of our furniture in mm-hmm. here. Yep. And so he's like, okay, I'll take these two bookshelves and yeah. you take those two. I'm like, okay, I guess I can <laughs> fit everything Squeeze it all in those. Yeah. And then you, the, the contrast between the two is That's like- funny. That's got to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wow, his site's really boring. You know, of course I'm saying that, I'm teasing him. <laughs> That's I'm awesome. like, what is this? This is like snooze fest. I'm <laughs> like, look at this side. <laughs> he's probably looking at your like, leg. Have... <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But love, he, he, you know, he loves, he, we love to tease each other, but he's of course very supportive and he loves my book. So, awesome. but it, it's, it's a, it's teasing. He's like, it's so bright over there. So bright and sunny. <laughs> and I'm like, I know it's so dark on your side. <laughs> It's, so, it's funny. No happily ever afters. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because, you know, they always tell you you're not supposed to judge a book by the cover, but who doesn't? Yeah. Maybe, maybe your husband, cause he's not, you know, cause he's reading nonfiction, but I mean, wow. Yeah. I, yeah. when you go to the library, it's the colors and it's the, yeah, you know, the visuals that get you first. It may not Absolutely. be what you know, makes you read it, but I just finished up Lisa Kleypas's, um The Ravenel okay. series and, um, and all those gorgeous covers. And even though it's on my phone, I'm like, because it's audio, yeah. I'm like staring at it, you know, like, I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, I was reading and, um, um, Sonali Devs and hers are so bright and colorful and yeah. oh my gosh. I am like 10 pages from finished her most recent one that's or oh, the one yay. that came out today. The Incense and Sensibility. Oh, so good. I haven't yeah. read that one yet. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that. So which one are you reading right now? The, I've, the... I've read the other two. I've read okay. um, the Pride and Prejudice one uh-huh. and the Persuasion one. Um, yeah. And one of the Bollywood I'm ones. really bad with titles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have them somewhere in here, but. <laughs> yeah. Incense and Sensibility is so good. Oh, yay. They did such a magnificent 
job with her covers, like the whole, you know, the yeah. branding is so good. It's yeah. I love it when they do that because it's, it, you can, you know what it is right yeah, off the exactly. bat. Like even, exactly. in, even in the small, um, I guess, images on your phone, you're like, ah, right. that's a Molly's It's one cover. of those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I like yeah. that. And do you have a say in how your covers look as an author or um, does somebody else deal with that? Um, it, it really has depended on the publisher. So with my previous publisher, they kind of give me a concept and then I bring in my input, but really the, the final say is them. And then with Montlake, I've had the amazing opportunity to be able to kind of give input on the models that are, that's on there, okay. as well as the, the background and colors. And so it's, it's been such a great thing. So you'll notice like with the, with the Heart Resort series, it, it looks like a movie poster and it's perfect, you know, and, and, um, and you feel like, okay, this is the Outer Banks. Yeah, yeah. What's great is that my editor actually um, knows the Outer Banks. Mm. So, you know, like when you think. know the Outer Banks, it looks different than like yeah. the ocean view, um, the In Pacific Florida. Ocean, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, definitely, so, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but even down in Florida or up, you know, up further North, it, it looks different. So, yeah. yeah. So, so she's like, Oh, this is, so what's coming to me is already so good. Nice. So literally it's me just like, hmm, yes, maybe more <laughs> orange, you know, like it's really these little, I guess, so. how about more purple, you know, like, but yeah. actually I'm like, Yes, this is perfect. This is awesome. Let's go. You know? <laughs> I know. And then my YA, you know, YA, that was the first time I ever got to work with a an illustrated cover where right. there I was offered to it in stages. Oh, okay. Um, and so Jacqueline Lai or Jacqueline Lee, I'm unsure, but she is an amazing illustrator. And um and so it, it was just fantastic to see it from the sketch. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so it was, it was great. So it's, it's, it's been such a, this year has been, or last year too, with all the planning from, for these books. Right. Has been so much fun. What a process. Um, That's so, it's yeah. gotta be so satisfying to see it go from here to here. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's gotta be such a. It's been such an amazing thing. Well, I think too, like the pandemic has really put a different spin on how we look at things, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just way more like grateful, do you know? Um, You know, like all these teams coming together from far away, everybody's working remotely. I love that Um, that's so normal now. Yeah, It's, it's like, you're just grateful that like, wow, despite all of them not being in the same office, you know, we were able to come together and then we're able to communicate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, and then right. still these books are coming out. So I, I, I'm looking at things in a totally different light than even what I did, you know, last or 19 and, and years past. Right. Um, the perspective is different. Like, I, I feel like I'm looking at my, and books in general that I'm picking up off the shelves, right? I'm looking at them in a completely different light because you realize how much work is going into it exactly you're not in the same office exactly you're yeah. not just like knocking on the door and like hey you like this cover yes or no you know you like you have to sit down <laughs> and you gotta well and the fact that you can't even upload do a lot of research um yeah. like on on yeah. site 
research anymore. So, right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's has to have affected a lot of authors. And yeah. So, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. So if you're introducing someone to your books, are there other authors that you say, oh, if you like this person, then you'd like my books, or if you like this genre, you'd like my books, that kind of a thing? You know, it's so hard because I write in so many different um, things. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I would say that um, I would say that if you like Amy Reichert, you'll probably like my books, okay. my contemporary fiction. Okay. Um, if you like. Uh, if you like Jennifer Probst, I'm hoping that you'll like my book because I, I love Jennifer Probst. So it's like, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to make the comparison because she's too amazing for words, but perhaps if you like, if you like if her you book, like her? perhaps okay. you like mine too. Nice. Awesome. That's fun. I love it. Yeah. So well, it's excellent. so hard to, you know, I know doing a comp is like humbling because you're like, I don't know if I can I say their name next time? I don't know if I can. <laughs> it's, like it's, it's too much to ask. <laughs> That's funny. That works. That works. So thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much. It was great <laughs> chatting with you. Thanks for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more about the Coastal Magic Convention and the authors that will be there, check the show notes. I've got it there. Or if you'd like to learn more about my book club, the Literary Escape Book Club, just check the show notes and we'll see you next time on the next episode.